Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free. For only $5 a month, premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the binge cast. Single one of you, you are all going to have to fight to control your posts. It's going to happen. I'm here to talk to you about the fights that you have to have. See, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to talk to you about the ones that yeah, you want to have. <laughs> and ones you, you think you're entitled to just because you're wearing a badge. See, that, that's real brutality. When you have to fight... Welcome to the binge cast. It's one of the most fucking fantastic things you'll ever watch. It just hits all the right notes. You know how fucking awesome this is right now? <laughs> Alright, let's do some, uh, what do you watch? TV Roundup. I'm Jim Long. I'm here with Ammon and Marano. This was it. This was the movie that I needed. That's my favorite movie of the year. Because mm-hmm. that's just my thing. It hits my sensibilities. Girl! <laughs> it was totally the fucking right movie I needed to see at the right time. I fucking love this movie. With oh, it turns out I fucking love this movie. I fucking love it. <laughs> I paid money, and I don't usually do that unless I know that I'm going to like it. I fucking loved it. That's an Irma guy. Dude, dude, winter is coming. Can I just remind the audience that we were talking about tits <laughs> and hot pieces of ass, and now we're talking about Legos. That just shows the diversity of the binge cast. That's what we do. Welcome to the BingeCast. My name is Jack. I work for BingeMedia.net and I'm joined today by the incomparable Chad C. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Went a little old school with the, the opening sounder there, eh? Yeah, you know, I was looking through the sounder uh, shelf. I saw that one was a little dusty. I figured I would throw it on and uh, wasn't disappointed. How about you? Yeah, it just brings back so many memories, all the nostalgia and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Great. It's the best. Um, so we work for BingeMedia.net. You're listening to The Free Binge right now. The Free Binge is our free show that we put out every week on the public RSS feed. You can download that on any podcast app that you like, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Overcast, anything, even the Apple Podcast stuff. Uh, for five bucks a month, you get the full binge. The full binge is our full unedited show every week. Um, this week, it's a surprise for what's on the full binge. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but if you go over to patreon.com slash binge media, subscribe, five bucks a month, you'll get the full binge every week. You'll get it a day earlier than anybody who gets the free binge. And uh, you'll also get any of our commentaries, special shows, uh, different series over on uh, patreon.net slash binge media. So. Uh, don't forget, you can always call us, 708-406-9546, leave a voicemail, we'll play it on air, we'll usually make fun of you for it, but uh, that's part of the fun here. Uh, Chad, two weeks in a row, uh, they gave us the keys here, uh, pretty unbelievable, uh, I think that has more to do with the fact that those assholes all had uh, better things to do, but you know, that's how it goes. Um, You're not wrong. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta tell you, it's funny, I, we recorded this show last week, and I was racking my brain waiting to record today uh i was playing a little guitar downstairs and thinking to myself hmm all right topics topics what's happened in the last week i gotta tell you man not much has happened <laughs> it's pretty no. pretty dull week not a ton of movie news i mean we had the big one last week with dr strange 
but uh, you know, we, we were talking a little bit of CinemaCon and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, not not too much that was uh, eventful. I, I did find a news story though that I know both of us are very interested in. Read a little blurb on uh, on Reddit. I don't even know where they sourced it from. But apparently, Adam Sandler confirmed that he is working with the Safties again. Um, ah, yes. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. I mean, that's uh, that, that's big news for uh, us Uncut Gems fans. So, Right. Yeah. Can't wait. It's A24's highest grossing movie ever. Yeah. I mean, follow it up with... Yeah. Didn't he say something like, it's going to be even better than that? Or hey, something that, I, that nature I saw in an interview. But yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting news. Well, fingers crossed on that one. But yeah, we're definitely in a, a maelstrom of, of uh, TV right now. Um, there are so many series coming out uh, every week. I mean, it's it's just nuts. I mean, a couple of the ones we'll talk about today, I, you know, I'd heard about. And thankfully, you know, a lot of the stuff is half hour. So you can just kind of knock an episode out, see if it's your thing and move on. But man, there's mm-hmm. there's just a flood of content coming at us right now. Um, just happens to be in uh, TV form these days, but, um, but yeah, all right, man. Well, let's just, uh, let's get into the meat of the show here. So, uh, like I said, we, uh, have a phone number here that's 708-406-9546. You can leave us a voicemail and, uh, let me go ahead and play a sounder for this right now. Let's call Google voice. Ah, let's call that Mexican. Let's call Pete and see, yeah, and that drunken idiot. Oh, maybe I'll call 708469546. Suck on my balls. Just suck my fucking balls. All right. Um, we got one voicemail this week uh, from somebody that we know. So I'm actually going to be playing this off of facebook messenger so if the volume's a little low i apologize but uh let's give this a whirl hello binge cast mr falvey so i i wanted to do a quick literary literally 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 uh so i wanted to talk about batman unburied it's a new series that just started last week there's a lot of episodes out right now they're in like half hour segments but Totally unique story thus far. I'm actually really enjoying it. It's just a nice, fresh take on a character we I love. Uh, really good voice acting, though. Lance Reddick is Thomas Wayne. We have John Reese davies is, is one of the doctors. We have uh, Winston Duke Mbaka. He, was, uh, he plays Bruce Wayne. So some really good stuff in there. Uh, I'm really enjoying it thus far. So anybody that's looking for a few hours of some audio book content it is a spotify original so you can only listen to it on spotify but it is free so you don't have to worry about paying for it or anything but about 25 minute blocks but uh i appreciate the the story they're weaving and some really quality stuff worthy of looking into and i like that dc is still trying to find ways to keep their stuff exciting and this is right up the alley that i'm looking for so i greatly appreciate it all right peace all right so, man, Warren, little recommendation, podcast recommendation. Um, had you heard of this at all until he mentioned it? No, not at all. Yeah, so I, I, I knew it was out there. I just didn't know where you could get it from. Um, the fact that it's a Spotify exclusive, uh, it, that, that upsets me a little bit. So I, I don't know if I've talked about this much on podcasts, but 
Spotify having a, uh, a stranglehold over the whole podcast industry is like a really bad thing for the technology. Um, they actually disseminate podcasts via like a different protocol than the standard RSS feeds and just means that they're going to monetize the shit out of it and, you know, make a bunch of ads and put shit behind paywalls and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it's not good. It's not good people, but, uh, everybody keeps using it. So whatever. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping maybe I can get my hands on that, uh, via dubious means at some point and give it a whirl. Um, you know, sounds like a pretty good cast there. So speaking of, so that actually reminded me, uh, you you and I and, uh, Warren did a movie homework a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also brought we, we kind of missed you know you brought up the Safties and Sandler the other movie homework we did with Kupka the sequel to Spinal Tap was announced yesterday I know you, dude you saw this right yeah I'm not what are your thoughts on this? this not feeling really <laughs> Reiner everyone's back I, 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 normally I wouldn't either but the fact that they're all back again I don't know I, I'm cautiously optimistic but I mean yeah I mean obviously it's going to be impossible to top the original but yeah i just i don't know it, it reminded me it just yeah brought that <laughs> to, to my brain um, uh, yeah i i just feel like spinal tap is such a lightning in a bottle movie um mm-hmm. i i mean if you're if you're gonna tell me that uh that christopher guest is directing it in a weird way i'm kind of more excited for that because then it's a christopher guest movie you know uh-huh. um sure Spinal Tap is kind of the first Chris Guest movie, but he didn't he didn't direct it, so it's it's a little different. Um, I don't know. I, I would need to hear more. I mean, I would imagine if they're doing it, it probably is his usual crew. Um, I don't feel good about it right out the gate, though. It, it makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. Yeah, Runner's original directorial debut, and yeah, he's back as Marty DeBerge as well, and yeah. yeah. I don't know. That it, I saw that yesterday, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I just did not. Exp- that's like the la- the last news I would have expected to see. <laughs> it just yeah, really surprising to me. I don't know, man. I love all those guys. I think they're all still hilarious and great. Whenever I see them in something, but <sighs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. That one, uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be cautiously I, optimistic. Yeah, it says March nineteenth, twenty twenty four. So we got a couple of years to wait, but that's wild, yeah, right? I mean, very. <laughs> that'll be what exactly thirty years later or forty Something. years later at that point? Yeah, yeah forty years later. Forty. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, eighty four. Fucking a. I mean, I yeah. Nobody nobody wants to be, to be great more than me, but <laughs> sure. Oof, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So all right. Well, we have that to look forward to. I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's rough. Oof. Um, oh, you know, the only other thing that I saw that I thought was kind of interesting was there was a story about, you know, cause there, there was a whole, um, press tour for Dr. Strange. So there were like little snippets of things that Sam Raimi mentioned at different points. And apparently he's said in a couple interviews that they're currently working on a legacy Darkman sequel. Um, I mean, the, uh, oh, son of a bitch. Hold on. I've got a bastard cat in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, did you have a kid and I, I'm unaware, Jack? Unbelievable, these interruptions. Um, no, but Sam Raimi was talking about a, uh, like a legacy sequel to Darkman. Now, I just watched Darkman for the first time last year as part of the movie challenge. 
Um, mm. Are you uh, are you Darkman guy? Have you seen it before? Yeah, yeah, I like Darkman. I, I actually didn't see any of this uh, info though. Yeah, so Secret. apparently he he's like coming up with the idea for it now, but it would be in the vein of all these other you know Top Gun, Halloween, uh, yeah. you know Star Trek, all, all these movies bringing back like the old cast to christen the new one or something. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, yeah. I I mean, it's Raimi. I'll be there, but yeah, it's like like you were saying with Spinal Tap. I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. It's original stuff, you know. I want some original ideas, but at the same time, yeah, Raimi and get get Neeson back and uh, get everyone back. Yeah, it could be could be intriguing. I mean, this whole legacy sequel thing is clearly, you know, it's very lucrative, right? Like pretty much uh, most of these things that have come out, even like TV form, like Cobra Kai or whatever seems like they all do well enough. So I understand why they're getting made. Like, I, I get it. But I would just like Sam Raimi to make, like, another demonic possession movie story or something. Sure. Or, you know, just like, mm-hmm. just something. Like, he's got the goodwill with Doctor Strange now. He made some cheddar. So maybe cash one in for him instead of yeah. going back to the Dark Man. well. It's not like he's a, I don't know, a great... Uh, he doesn't have much influence in the sequels for those movies. You know, they just happen to spin them off. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking Fingers of uh, Evil good. Evil Dead and Raimi, uh, are you? I think the Evil Dead game came out today. Are you going to be playing that at all? Any interest in that at all? I know you're a big video game guy. Yeah, I uh, I kind of want to check it out. It seems like it's modeled after the recent like uh, Dead by was Dead by Daylight and then uh, Friday the Thirteenth where. You have, like, one character who is the killer and, say, four or five other characters that are trying to hide from the killer and escape a map. Um, okay. That could be fun. I mean, there was a, there were a couple of Evil Dead games, maybe, like, 15, 20 years ago now, that were on PlayStation and Xbox. I think one of them was called A Fistful of Boomstick, and then, like, maybe that was actually called Dead by Daylight, too. I, I can't remember, but... Um, but I remember one of them being pretty fun, you know, because it was like 3D, third-person action. You were Ash, you had the boomstick, you had the chainsaw, and you were just, you know, killing deadites. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, And I think Bruce Campbell actually voiced Ash in the game, too. So that that was pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. But there hasn't been anything in a long time. I do think it's the kind of property that's like, you know, just ripe for a video game adaptation if the right yeah. uh, studio would make it. But... Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would probably wait for this one to, to go on sale just because I don't love the Friday the 13th or the Dead by Daylight games. Um, they're, they're, like, fun for a little while, but it seems excuse me seems like they get easily exploited uh, pretty quickly and then it just becomes a game that, you know, unless you play it 24-7, you just can't, like, get anywhere in, so... Um, yeah, it seems oh, yeah. a little repetitive too. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't realize the yeah. game was actually like that because I did play the Friday the Thirteenth game a little bit a few years ago, and I didn't realize that this game was actually like that. I've done very little research. I saw the like the pre, uh, you know, the pre order for it. You could get like the Nepro- Necronomicon like uh, actual uh, book, like physical mm-hmm. book with it and stuff. So that's the extent of the <laughs> the research I looked into it. But yeah, interesting. I'll probably just wait till it goes to Game Pass or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so here's a question for you. Out of all of the DVDs that you've bought over the years, Blu-rays, whatever, 
what is the best collectible that you've got? Jeez. Oh, man. I'll give you one because you've oh, reminded me of it. But I think it was Evil yeah. Dead 1 and 2. Both came in Necronomicon editions. And I remember having those on the shelf and they were awesome, you know? Uh-huh. Um, um, I think, I, I, honestly, recently, the, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the 4K, the the package with that was really cool. Mm. It came like the... Uh, it's a little uh, like a vinyl. It's like with the two tracks on it from the the soundtrack, and nice. um, it had a, a bunch of other cool stuff. I mean, that just comes to mind recently that I've actually bought of the of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I've got like the the Sopranos, like um, the actual you know the the series, like the it comes yeah. in that like leather booklet with like it looks like a Bible almost. That that's mm. pretty cool. Um, that the Breaking Bad, I'd bought that back in the day. The Blu-ray collection in the oh in the can. The, uh, the menthol, yeah, the, the not the menthol, the uh, fucking uh, the, the yeah, the can with everything, and then it came with like some like blue meth shit in it and stuff. This was just like random collectibles for movie nerds and TV nerds, which is kind of right up my alley. So, yeah, yeah more TV stuff, I guess, than I actually have movie <laughs> collectible like Blu-rays and stuff. But uh, it's like, funny like, you yeah, mentioned I bought in a Sorry. long time. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, yeah, but um, you you mentioned video games. The first one that always comes to mind for me is that Resident Evil Four. When it was on PlayStation, I think um, it had a collector's edition that my brothers and I actually like. We say we we traded in a bunch of games at GameStop to get this edition. Came in like this giant plastic case. Uh, the game came with it. I think maybe the strategy guide came with it, and then the controller, which was a chainsaw. So imagine mm-hmm. like a tiny chainsaw that was formatted so that you could hold it in your hand via the main handle and like the uh i don't know the support bar on it and the Uh buttons were kind of laid out there surprisingly comfortable to play with but also really cool because whenever you chainsaw an enemy or or like rev up the chainsaw it had a special rumble pack in it so it felt like you were actually using the chainsaw oh nice yeah that's cool really cool really cool yeah but yeah yeah that's that's the only thing that in the age of digital every once in a while i'll go over someone's house and they've got like a i don't know a wall of dvds or records or something and i'm just like oh man i I miss these days. This was nice, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Being able to browse. I had just way too much fucking movie memorabilia shit from just 15 years of working at the theater. Now it's just like a fucking sure. order, just movie posters. I've actually gutted a lot of my collection when I moved last year, but I still have way too much shit. I feel like uh, I'm going to be on an episode of Hoarders in the future. But Yeah, <laughs> probably. yeah it happens. But... <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what do you say, a little TV roundup? Do it. We got some shows for you to see it. You see answer. True detective is the shit you need. Fucking TV roundup. Let's talk to
All right, TV roundup. So, uh, full disclosure, I've got way more TV than I do movies this week. So, uh, we can... Uh, why don't we start with you, Chad? Okay. Um, I mean, I have a lot of the stuff we talked about last week, but we could also yeah. rehash again, of course. Sure, sure. Um, I'll just go with the stuff we didn't talk about. All right. Um, I got mostly caught up on Made for Love this week. Have you watched right. that at all? No, I haven't even started it. No. Okay, so I actually have plowed through it fairly recently. Um, mm. It's 14 episodes now, 8-episode eight, eight first season and then 8-episode second. They're okay. releasing two two a week, so the the final two of this season will release next Thursday, I believe. Um, I, I'm enjoying the series quite a bit. I know the boys talked about it last year when the first season mm. was airing, and I never got caught up with it, but... Uh, it's a nice blend of comedy and sci-fi. Uh, the the whole cast here is pretty good. Chris, uh, Kristen Milotti and um, Billy Magnuson are like the main two here. Mm. Rick Romano is also really good as her dad. Uh, do you know really anything about it at all? Uh, a like, little bit. That other than he, he had like I don't know created a, a, a some sort of like home for the two of them where. I actually I don't, I don't remember a ton. Just that there was there was like a yeah. weird sci-fi angle that I can't remember. Yeah, he's like a, a like a Google. It's called Google. Essentially, he's like a, a multi-billionaire. He's created this thing called the Hub where they live, and it's, it's like they're gone from really the reality of the world, and they live yeah. here with all these scientists, and they're doing experiments, and like even the FBI and the police don't even really know where this is. And yeah, so he he puts a chip in her head and he's trying to be like compatible um, with them. And he's just like a really overprotective husband. And they've been together for 10 years at this point and she kind of rebels against it. And yeah, that's really kind of goes from there. And her dad plays another big part in this. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty fun series. Like it's half hour episodes, really quick watch. I was able to binge through it really quick in the last week. Oh, all right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, so yeah, that's a strong recommend. Yeah, and she um, also, just to, yeah. oh, sorry, not to cut you off, but she was the one nope. from uh, Palm Springs, right? Yes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. She's, yep. she's also the mother in How I Met Your Mother, spoiler alert for oh, that boy. show that's so old at this point, no one cares, and it ended really shittily. Um, yeah, so Kristen Malati. Um right. And then I, I watched the miniseries Candy this week. Oh, okay, oh, you watched yeah. that one? No, I didn't get to this. No. Okay. So this is uh, it's a five. It was five episode miniseries. Uh, it released one every day this week, which I thought was kind of cool. Like one Monday, and then the, the finale went up today. Oh, kind of dating this. We went, we're recording on Friday. Um, but this is based on the the nineteen eighty uh, real life. Uh, I guess the fucking true crime has never been bigger at this point. Uh, this is where uh, Candy Montgomery. She is a like a Christian church lady that goes to church. It's Jessica Biel. We got Melanie Linsky, uh, Pablo Schreiber. She is having an affair with uh, Melanie Linsky's husband, and she they have a disagreement, and she ends up killing her and hitting her 41 times with an axe. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's really the uh, investigation of this, story um okay. jessica beale is actually really good in this uh i've never really thought her thought of her as a, a good actress she's just nice to look at but she's actually pretty good in this series and um 
It, this is the guy, uh, the the creator of the show is Nick Antoska, who did The Act a few years ago, which is another true crime oh, okay. based on, like, Mommy Dead Dearest. He mm-hmm. actually is the showrunner and creator of Brand New Cherry Flavor. I think you reviewed that, right? Did you ever finish that? No, I, I hit the one episode, and then I never went back to it. Uh, okay. But, yeah, he, he's done a lot of show. Channel Zero, I think he created that as well. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, this is a pretty good, pretty decent little five very short five they're all like 45 minutes long uh I, I like the release pattern of this too like one one each day and then it's just kind of mm. wrapped up this it's doing the whole hollywood thing with this again there's a actually dueling show coming to hbo max later this year called like love and death uh i think elizabeth olsen and jesse plemons are in it uh it's Jeez. literally the exact same story like hollywood likes to do Oof. um but yeah it, it i don't know it almost uh it almost kind of like empathizes with Candy. Like she's clearly a terrible human being and fucking killed this woman who had, who was pregnant and had uh, a family and everything. But it makes, it makes her kind of seem like she's a, just like a sex, like depraved housewife. And that's the reason she did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I I left me kind of bad taste in my mouth in that aspect. So I, I, I don't really, I didn't really do too much digging research on this actual whole case but overall the series is pretty entertaining for what it is and uh i I would recommend i think yeah i think the performances are pretty good here melanie linsky is always pretty bankable uh yeah timothy simons as well from uh, veep who's always pretty great Uh, now but yeah that's are are you uh because i don't have a reference point really for jessica biel like i don't know i don't know anything i don't i can't even tell you a movie that she's in maybe there's like an adam sandler movie or something i don't know but Chuck and Larry. Um, oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, is is she is she good? Like, do you see after watching this? Do you think that maybe Elizabeth Olsen is better than Jessica Biel, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely Elizabeth Olsen is a stronger actress. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, going into this, I didn't really have any expectations because, like I said, I've never really been impressed with jessica biel as an actress yeah, uh, yeah. Well, she's in the illusionist back in the day right i think yep but the yep. texas chainsaw reboot um yeah i'm kind of drawing a blank too of what she's <laughs> she's been yeah in. like she's oh, just kind total, of total recall reboot too if that's brutal Ugh. Yeah. um i think she popped up in a show that i want to say meg watched called the sinner um okay yeah yeah, yeah. i believe she was in that as well but yeah I, I don't i don't know her from anything really so it's I, i've got no opinion one way or the other but yeah i think what she started in seventh heaven back in the day yeah she's yeah. nice to look at of course but even her her husband timberlake shows up in uh i think episode four in this he's like the the sheriff uh-huh. uh but yeah she's actually surprisingly pretty good in this uh I would I would recommend it's it's short enough five episodes it's not you know wasting your time totally by any means and yeah I don't I don't know I guess I you could maybe wait until the the HBO Max series debuts later this year and and I guess compare them I'll probably watch that too just to see I liked Plumins enough and I like Elizabeth Olsen quite a bit so I think this was originally yeah. supposed to be Elizabeth Moss actually on this show and then she had to drop oh. out so okay. probably would have been a bit of a different show but mm. yeah I, I would recommend Candy it was a pretty decent time. Oh, all right, fair. Uh, and then I think, other than that, it's just uh, the 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 three main ones we talked about last week. I think mm. you uh, have most of those as well. I uh, yeah, yeah, I've got at least one of them there. So uh, all right, I'll I'll uh, I'll take it from here then. All right, um, so a couple of the ones that I don't think that you've seen. So I talked about this last week under the banner of heaven. Um, mm-hmm. 
fourth episode dropped. I want to say it's like an eight episode season, eight or nine. Um, it's just very solid. It's it's just like True Detective, in all honesty. Um, mm-hmm. I know that this is getting bad reviews in a lot of places. I don't know why. Um, I'm not sure if that's... Uh, well, the story concerns uh, murderers in this Mormon religion. So part of me kind of wonders whether or not the series is getting review bombed in different places. I, 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 mm. I honestly don't know. But um, Andrew Garfield's really good. Wyatt Russell's really good in this. Um, one of the Culkin brothers. I mean, I, I don't... I really don't have a weak performance here at all. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones is in this. She was the one that was in Fresh a couple weeks back. Um, Uh, I hadn't really seen her in much before that, that I remembered at least. Um, But just a really good... kind of blowing up at the moment, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. She's in Where the Crawdads Sing, the book. The movie's coming out this summer, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, yeah, there's just a lot of... uh, There's a lot of, like, it people in this. And... um, I think it's doing a pretty good job telling this story. Now, I, I will say there's a little bit of uh, timeline jumping back and forth stuff um, because they're telling the story of, you know, Andrew Garfield's character investigating this murder. And there are times when it can be a little bit disorienting knowing where characters were for a certain event. And then later on, they'll tell you as they're putting things together that like, Oh, this happened here. So this character didn't know about this. So I know this person's lying and that there can be a lot to keep track of in that respect. Um, but, uh, even, even what's his name? Uh, Sam Worthington. Um, he's actually oh, he's really good. Well. In this. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I, he's never struck me as like a great actor. Um, but mm. he's, he's solid. Um, yeah, this is a pretty strong recommendation, man. This, this is, uh, it's pretty good so far. I, I hope it continues, but, um, but yeah. yeah, this is definitely so. on the docket. I, I want to check this out. I just like you said at the beginning, there's just so much fucking TV right now. Yeah, like, and gotta this one's and heavy. And... <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this one's a little bit heavy too. So you know, you definitely want to kind of clear out your uh, I don't know mental space for for when you sit down with this. But, but yeah, mm, okay. Um, awesome. All right, next I saw the baby, which is a limited series on HBO. Um, so I think this is a bbc show but the premise of it is that a woman is in her like mid-30s and she's in a friend group where the other two girls that she hangs out with are pregnant Uh, well one of them's pregnant the other one already has a baby and you can tell that this woman you know she works at a restaurant she's kind of uh struggling to understand like what her place is in her friend group now and you know these other girls are are kind of acquiring different responsibilities and basically how all their lives are changing and you know this this lady whose name i can't remember um decides that she's going to take a weekend by herself and kind of figure out where where she stands and when she does that she decides to go and rent this cabin by the seaside um so she goes to the cabin She's there by herself and, you know, she's, she's trying to unwind and like think about who she is, what her future is. When she steps outside her cabin to have a cigarette and all of a sudden a woman falls dead from the cliff above. And this lady looks up and all of a sudden a baby's falling out of the sky at her. She catches it and then some weirdness ensues where this baby is now in her possession. And the story kind of goes from there. 
it's okay. it's a comedy. It's got a little bit of a horror element to it. Um, I will probably not continue this though. Um, really? Okay. It, it's not that it's poorly made. It's it's not that it's bad. I just don't think that this is a story that's speaking to me in any way. Um, I don't have a whole lot to relate to through one episode, and it wasn't that funny. Like, you know, the whole premise of the first episode is is that she has this baby and is trying to do the right thing by reporting it over to the authorities, right? So she gives, you know, this is a moderate spoiler alert for this episode, but, like, she hands the baby over to the cops. The cops leave the cabin, and then, weirdly, uh, the police car gets smashed by a boulder that kills both the cops in the front seat and the baby's still alive. Then, like... She takes the baby, she goes to a, a convenience store, and, like, she decides to try and leave the baby at the convenience store with the guy behind the counter. She sneaks into her car, goes to start the car, won't start, and then somehow the only people who were in the convenience store were the baby and the clerk. But the clerk is, like, lying dead from what looks like a, a shelf fell on him and smashed his head, and the baby's just, like, waiting for her. So, clearly something weird going on with the baby, maybe supernatural. Judging by the poster, you kind of get that feel. Um, yeah, it's just not, it doesn't have everything I want out of this kind of thing. Um, yeah. maybe someone else will check this out and, and get a lot more out of it. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really that interested. So I'm giving this the old, uh, one episode tap out. So that's the baby. Sure. Okay. Um, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen the poster on HBO max. I haven't. I just don't yeah. really even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, I'm tapping out now, but if somebody watched the whole season and told me it's got a good ending, I would probably tap back in just to see. Um, okay. It's not terrible. It's just it's just kind of eh, you know? But, gotcha. Okay. Um, all right, I also checked out the new Mike Myers show, The Pentaveret. So, mm, okay. Um, <laughs> you texted me about this, and I just said Godspeed. You did, you did. I'm not a um, Mike Myers fan, other than uh, Wayne's World. Really, at all. all right, all right. So, so I, I love Wayne's World. I do love Austin Powers. No, okay, um, yes, I do love the original. Yep. Yeah, but it's been a long time since I've cared about anything with Mike Myers. I, I do love Shrek. Shrek's great, you know. Sure, um, sure. Yep. But it's been a long time since Mike Myers done anything relevant. Um, I think the last time I saw him in something that really made me laugh was when. You know, he was in front of the country and Kanye West said George Bush doesn't care about black people. But, you know, um, so it's been a while. Been a good, uh, good scene in Bastards, but he's not really funny. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. But that's just a performance, you know, that's not. Sure. sure. But um, I digress. So so Mike Myers, um, apparently this show is based off of a line from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Um, there's like an okay. offhand comment that one of his characters says where he's reading the newspaper and he says, oh, everybody knows it. You know, the government's run by this group of the five most powerful men on the planet called the Pentaveret, you know. And now, 30 years later, he's making this show. Um, so the things that I really like about Mike Myers, we're, we're always like, he, he's got some, some good, uh, he's got a really good ability to be silly and ridiculous, but in a way that's over the top and, and like very... Um, it, it's very, it's, it's parody. It's funny. It's, it, it's heightened reality. You know, um, this Pentaveret show, it's, it's not really working for me for a lot of reasons. It, it's too weird for me. So one of the things that he's decided to do is the, the, the characters that comprise this Pentaveret, there are four of them. And then Keegan, Michael Key, who's kind of like the character who's, who's 
I don't know. We're, we're, we're kind of seeing this through. Um, weirdly, so obviously Mike Myers is playing like eight roles in the first episode. He's playing all four of the Pentaveret members. But the weird thing is that one of them, he's playing Shep Gordon, his former manager that that movie Supermensch is about. So it's it's just weird. Like it's a weird fucking thing. I don't I don't get it. Um, super distracting. Uh, Henry Hill's girlfriend in Goodfellas, uh, the one who's cutting the cocaine, Debbie Debbie Mazer, I think her name is. Uh-huh. She pops up in this. She's super distracting. Like she's just not good. Um, again, another one of these shows. It's a comedy. I didn't I didn't laugh. So. That, that's not great. Like Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is in this as well. Jeremy Irons narrates. Um, now I did. Oh, he's a narrator. Yeah, I did uh, look on YouTube after I watched the first episode just to see if there was a clip that would make me want to watch the second episode. And Shrek is also in this series at some point, so <laughs> it's pretty hacky. This I, I don't know. This this is. Uh, this is this is not working for me at all. So I'm I'm tapping right out of this. Um, I wish it was because I do like Mike Myers, and you know I, I'm shocked that we've gone this long and he hasn't made another Austin Powers movie. Frankly, but uh, seriously, yeah, like yeah, how's it been? Yeah, what, gold. When was Gold Member? I mean, that was oh three maybe oh, somewhere in there. Yeah, oh three or four. Yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. This this is just a little bit too weird. I don't know if uh, look. I I commend the guy for. Um, you know, he puts on a lot of prosthetics. He comes up with a lot of different voices and they're all different performances. You got to give him credit on that. He does a good job with creating different characters, but man, um, this isn't working for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm tapping right out of this, uh, after one app. So not a recommendation. It's a two shows, one episode tap outs for you this week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wanted to get, I wanted to get a variety, you know, try a few, few different things. Um, Absolutely. All right, next up, uh, second season of Hacks came back. So uh, are you familiar with Hacks? Yeah, I've, another one's been, I, I think, as soon as I'm done with Made for Love, I think this is the next one I'm jumping on. So I've yeah. heard nothing but amazing things. So It's it's great, man. Um, so for those who don't know, it's, it's essentially a riff on a Joan Rivers-type comedian who a younger comedy writer is kind of forced to uh, go and work with to better both their careers and, and the sort of like weird tension and friendship that the two of them have. Um, it's just, it's just very funny. Jean smart, you know, she was great in Legion. She was great in Fargo. I feel like they, she just took all that goodwill and, and like went to HBO and said, give me something to do. And, and they gave her this. Um, nice. It, it's, it's great. Uh, there's plenty of cameos. Uh, sweet D is in this as her daughter. She's hilarious. Um, mm. but, but through two episodes, th- this is great. It, it's just, it's very funny. It, it's got a little bit of self-referential stuff to it. Um, you know, you get plenty of cameos from people that you know and people you'd want to see on something like this. And I think the writing is is pretty solid. Um, there's also a character in this. It's it, he, so it, if memory serves, shit. This is what happens when shows happen like a year apart. Um, the younger characters agent who i think is also gene smart's agent but i could be wrong there um his character is really funny because he's essentially a hollywood agent but he is stuck in this office with like the boss's daughter as his secretary 
And she, at first, came across as, like, a little bit of an annoying comedy, uh, you know, like, like uh, in-your-face kind of, I'm going to make you laugh, and I'm, I'm like a heavyset girl kind of thing. But she's actually hilarious. Like, she's she's very much in that, um, oh, what's what, what's her name from Bridesmaids? Uh, she, she She's Arthur. thin now. Um, oh, oh, Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson? Rebel Wilson. It feels like a Rebel Wilson, like, re- really funny. Um, yeah. So the show, yeah. it, it actually has the the good fortune of, like, every plot line that's going on has something funny happening, which is really great for a show like this. Awesome. You know, you're not necessarily upset when they move away from the Gene Smart stuff. So, um, okay. so, awesome. so yeah, Hacks is really strong through two episodes of uh, season two so far, so... Nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely on the docket. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Um, all right. One more that you haven't seen. Um, all right. So I've, I've mentioned a couple podcasts that, I, you know, I'm a Star Trek fan, but I've been pretty underwhelmed with Star Trek for a while now. Um, Star Trek Discovery was just a, a, just a fucking mess. It's just a mess. It had a cool idea for the first season, but they're in four seasons deep. It's way too obsessed with like identity politic bullshit and not telling good sci-fi and just it's it sucks. Discovery sucks. But Discovery did something interesting in season two where they introduced Captain Pike. Now, for those who watch Trek, Captain Pike was the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. He, captain Pike is actually on the original Star Trek pilot. Um and then he also shows up later in the series, and you kind of see what happened to Captain Pike after, um, you know, it, it, basically they made it as an explanation as to what happened to Captain Pike after the, the show started proper, you know. Um, so Pike shows up as the captain of the Enterprise in Discovery. Uh, some stuff happens in Discovery. I did have to catch up on that because I wasn't going to fucking waste my time watching that shit. And um, they decided to make this strange new world show, which is the continuing adventures of, you know, Captain Pike. Uh, Spock is there, Uhura's there, but the rest of the crew, for the most part, are, are uh, people that you don't know. Um, a few of them do carry over from the original series, but they're mostly kind of Easter eggs for, for really um, ardent fans. Uh, but the one thing that they've really gotten right about this show versus Discovery or Picard is, first of all, Anson Mount. I am very impressed with this guy through only two episodes of this show. Um, I, I know he was in, in humans. Um, he's popped up in a couple other things. He had that show hell on wheels. Um, mm-hmm. yep. this guy is a really charismatic and good actor. Um, it's, it's the first Trek show of this new era where I'm, I'm right on board with this guy from the get go. And, uh, that's, that's really great. So the casting for this much better than the other shows that they've had so far. Secondly, this harkens back to what makes Star Trek great, which is adventure of the week, um, interesting problems that ha- require creative solutions to get out of, and good sci-fi. And uh, I-, I think through two episodes, they've really knocked it out of the park with that. Um, and on top of that, it's just fun again. Like, this is the first Star Trek show probably since, I don't know... Voyager, which was almost 20 years ago now, that's fun. Like, you're watching this, you're having a good time with it. Um, so I, I I strongly recommend Strange New Worlds. It, it feels like a breath of fresh air, honestly, when it comes to uh, the, the recent Star Trek output. Um, are you? What have you seen for Star Trek? Anything? 
Dude, I'm so blind. Just really the movies, honestly. I, okay. I never really watched the show growing up. Um, hmm. I know you said, so it's like a, it's more procedural based. It's like, is there like an, uh, a story that carries it throughout the series, like kind of in the background as it's going week to week or? There's a little plot thread of something that I, okay. my, my brother watches all of these shows. So I kind of needed him to tell gotcha. me what happened in Discovery and then. They did this convoluted bullshit, not to get into it too much, but like Discovery did some weird shit and then they warped that crew into like a different fucking time so that they just got them out of the way. Mm. So Discovery has an influence on what Pike's character is doing in this show, but then also it actually ties into the original series with a couple of the things that we know about Pike, but none of that's really required. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you were looking for an on-ramp, I think this show is actually your best bet. Because you could start watching this, you know, Google a couple of the questions that you might have about a couple passing references. But it's it's fun. It's, it's good. And I feel like they kind of stumbled ass backwards into what they should have been doing in the first place. Which was just make another Star Trek show with a crew doing Star Trek shit. Instead of... You know, nostalgia bait Picard or Discovery being like, you know, woke in space. Like this, this is actually good and solid and fun and and, and relatively light. So, um, nice. So, yeah, I, I, I'm probably overselling this a little bit, but I had a really good time. I was surprised at how good it was. It's a recommendation. I, I would I would definitely check this out if you're curious. So Nice. Is, this, is it week to week or did all 10 episodes drop or... Uh, it's a week to week thing on Paramount Plus. So okay, so yeah, gotcha. But yeah, but I su- I'm surprised at how much I liked it. In all honesty, I, I expected to hate it, and uh, it all of a sudden became the show that I, I I can't wait for the next episode. So that says something. Awesome. But um, then the only other two are uh, you know Better Call Saul, which we still have the commentaries going for. Are you keeping up with that? Yeah, I'm I'm two seasons behind, man. I'm okay. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm nah, I'm, I'm slacking. It's been. Yeah, I, I I liked I liked Saw quite a bit. I just yeah, with all, all the other shit going on, I just yeah, no, it's I need yep. to catch up. <laughs> yep, yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, before I I say the last one, you know what? I just was reminded of something. We got confirmed season three. I think you should leave last week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we may have to do some sort of group watch for those because let me tell you something. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's the funniest show on television, bar it, none. Of course. I mean, I've I've legitimately seen both of those seasons probably a hundred times each. <laughs> they just don't get old. <laughs> I just watch them so much. I don't, you go to sleep I, at night, throw on. I think you should leave. <laughs> I don't. Think, I don't think you can do that. Oh, well. um, all right. So, anyways, the last one I watched. I know you watched it. Was uh, we own this city? Yeah. Okay. So, did you watch Atlanta this week? I didn't. I, I didn't get enough time. So, tell me. Tell me a little bit about okay. that because I I caught a whisper that it might be another anthology episode. It is, yep. It's okay. uh, it's called Rich Wigga Poor Wigga. Holy shit, it's your life story. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, we joke, we joke. Um, this is actually probably one of my least favorite episodes of the season, to be honest. Oh, um, really? It's all in black and white. Um, I mean, the description is black and white episode, yawn, Emmy bait. Why do they hate black women so much? <laughs> That's, I don't know if you've seen any of the like the subtext of the what the episode descriptions are this year, but yeah. Um, it, it's mainly just detailing uh, 
this uh he's he's a mixed guy named Aaron and he's trying to get into college and uh I think Kevin Samuels is in it who actually just died last week. Oh um, man. He's yeah, he, it's it's mainly obviously I'm not African American and so th- this is very much touching on uh, uh like the privilege of people they get into get into college and okay. uh he comes to he comes to the their high school and is like saying that only these black kids are going to get in. He's going to pay for their full rides uh, to go, and this guy's mixed, so he's not eligible. And so it's really just him dealing with uh, <laughs> him being a mixed person and <laughs> figuring that out. It's pretty funny. I mean, me saying it's my least favorite episode this season is still. I mean, Atlanta is probably one of my favorite shows on TV, obviously, and mm. it's still pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I still really, really like the episode. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know really. It's only twenty eight minutes. It's it's another you know half hour. Thing. Yeah, I think next week is the finale, so this will be the the end of season three. I'm sure they'll wrap up a little bit of the uh, the urn and Paperboy and Darius storyline in Amsterdam, and they're they're so, still on their their tour in Europe. But so so let me ask you this question: Atlanta's in a weird spot for me when it comes to that side of the story, where it's just like. I don't know what there is to wrap up at this point. It's just kind of yeah, that's true. Like what? I, I don't know. Maybe guess, maybe like he performs finally, and we we see it, or I, I don't know. It's yeah, just kinda well, whatever. There's, there's, I guess the stuff with Ern and well, the Van. She's she's still kind of like sure. doing her own thing. So I guess maybe with them. Yeah, I guess you're you're pretty pretty correct there. Like, uh, there's not a ton to wrap up, but maybe they'll come back to the United States. I don't know. It's, this whole season they've been in Europe on tour, so yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's a great show. Uh, and then it ends next year. It'll be sad, of course, because it's pretty great. And I'm looking forward to what Steven and Hero and Donald are doing next. But yeah, uh, yeah that's absolutely. that. And I think the only other one I had was I'm still watching Barry. Oh, yeah. Course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so episode three aired this week. Uh, still chugging along. This episode uh, was called Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> um, there's a. There's a. Uh, Bill Hader's doing a uh, podcast with The Ringer, um, Sean Fennessy. They're doing recaps after every episode here. Oh, okay. And uh, it's uh, – so um, Sally, Barry's girlfriend on the show, is finally – she's got her TV show now. And she, so she's doing press for it. And it's, you know I, – I don't know if you're – I know you said it's kind of a, a blind spot. You need to refresh, but – she uh the the show that she got picked up for was like her kind of her story of like domestic violence that she kind of made up back in the day that it wasn't a real story but the the show that she got picked up for is about that and so she's doing press for it and uh, listening to Bill Hader talk about it um they're at, they, they don't even have questions like these junket interviews which I know you've seen that mm. the, the the stars go there and they sit there for like 7 hours and there's just so many you know entertainment tonight and yeah. you know all these other random outlets, even theater companies get interviews with these junkets now. Um, but there's a specific really funny here that they're not even caring about what her show's about. And they're just like, so who do you think should be the next Spider-Man? <laughs> and mm. so but Bill Hader talks about he, that is literally based on when he was doing uh, press for uh, the skeleton twins with Kristen Wig back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were asking, they were asking him, what he thought about 
um, Ben Affleck being Batman. <laughs> and so he's using his real life uh, junket <laughs> interviews into the writing of this, which is pretty fucking funny. Oh, that's awesome. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really great. Uh, I don't know. Barry's, Barry's still pretty pretty fantastic. Henry Winkler's great. Uh, Noho Hank is easily one of my favorite characters on TV. Mm. Uh, still chugging along. So only three in this season. I think we got... I think there's another eight episode season as well. So five more left. But yeah, I'm always looking forward to Barry each week. And yeah. then yeah, We Own the City is the only other one I got too. So yeah. Um, a couple of things about We Own This City. So this episode seemed like it was just a fucking David Simon cameo palooza. Um, it was, you had, yep. uh, what's his name? Dom. Uh, yep. Lamar Marcosi. Hurt, yep. hurt, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized it was fucking Dookie was the cop that's hanging out with Marlo. Um, yep. Daniel's right. wife. Uh, oh, fuck. I don't know whose character was, but the other cop who's arrested and being interrogated. Um, uh, I can't remember what character he plays, but it, it was just like a smorgasbord. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like, this is this is. This is better than, like, Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, like, so many fucking cameos. But um, yep. but I, I will say, so through three episodes, I'm starting to have a little bit of an annoyance with something. And I don't know if it's something you noticed. Uh, okay. I was texting with uh, Alex about this, and he, he and I were kind of on the same page. But uh, so is it weird to you that despite the fact that they're telling this story of, like, many corrupt cops that for some reason... They're like date stamping and flashbacking just to John Bernthal's shit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could definitely see the complaints with that. I mean, because I guess really your frame of reference is their like haircuts and facial hair, right? I mean, yeah. it, it can. I can definitely see where people are confused by it because at first, I actually watched this episode twice this week. So, mm. but I mean, yeah, I can definitely see that the complaints with that. Um, I don't know. I guess this also has a companion podcast as well through HBO that I've been listening to. And it's, okay. I guess, I mean, really centered around Wayne Jenkins is the the whole thing. And I've actually been reading some like articles on this dude too. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's not really bothering me as much, but I, yeah, I can see the complaints for sure. Um, it's just a weird structural thing for the show that I, I can't, you know, I can't figure out because I haven't done the audiobook and I don't know the story. I can't quite figure out why it's just him. Um, Maybe having that podcast helps some of that, but uh, but yeah, d- definitely some struggles uh, with like the where and when of things um, in the series sure. so yeah, far. But uh, I mean, the, the the writing is still solid. Um, I'm liking the performances uh, overall. I, I I don't really have a problem yet with anybody. Um, I heard some whispers that some people were having issues with with a couple of the performances, but I I, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen that yet. Um, but yeah, it's you know we're halfway through. We got three more to go. Um, it definitely feels like it's more of a focused story than than the wire was. The wire was this kind of like sprawling uh, epic, you know. And this it still is telling the story of of the Baltimore city, but it definitely feels like it's a much more focused uh, tale, you know, true story and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like that, you know, just. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I've, I think, I know I've said that a few times. I, 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 the TV's just so good. Atlanta and Barry, I fucking love, but 
I'm 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 loving this, man. I really am. Like I this is probably my favorite. Every every week as soon as this goes up, I'm watching the episode like right directly. I'm staying up pretty late and watching on HBO Max, but I'm gonna be sad when it's over for sure. Because I like I, like I said last week, I'm just happy to be back in this world again. I think it's just been so long too since I've seen The Wire, and I, yeah. I was texting Alex too, and I was like, man, I just I gotta I gotta fucking the the Wire is so prime for rewatch again for me because it's been a long mm. time and I fucking love it so much and yeah I'm really loving the performances here and just being back in this world and I just even that storyline with the 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 dude who is the uh, I can't even think of his name either the the guy who's ahead of this trask uh, the, the gun trask force yeah and like the fucking stealing the money off of uh, the one particular dude and like right I listened to Simon talking about that on that podcast and he's like yeah this is like a real thing that happened and he just cops this like this dude just thought he could get away with it and no repercussions and then the dude owed all this money and got fucking gunned down in the street with the family and all this stuff and it's just pretty yeah. brutal yeah i mean i just had no idea this shit was going on of course but yeah yeah it's, it's nice know. i'm really really digging it yeah but. there's i mean we're 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 lucky that we have guys like david simon and vince gilligan making stuff right now um even if mm-hmm. you know uh some people listening to this might be laughing because they heard our last Saul commentary and it was brutal to say the least but uh you know these so, guys okay. making stuff yeah I, yeah i i so i'm i'm not listening i'm obviously not caught up on Saul and i'm not listening to the podcast because of that but i mean how what are your feelings on this final season are you like happy with the direction or like i guess that review but you're not happy with that last episode or what um very complicated emotions. Not to not to completely rehash some of the conversations that we've had, but it just this show did, never needed to be six seasons ever. Okay, um, yeah, sure. it, it just didn't. Like, there's good stuff in there. There's good writing. There's good characters. There's good moments. And there were even up in this season, there have been some good and great moments. But there's no reason why this should be longer than Breaking Bad. There just isn't. You know, it, it's true. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's really it's about that. it's good, but it's not great for me. Um, I know there are a lot of people who like it better than Breaking Bad. I'll never understand that, but you know that that opinion exists and is prevalent. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I would have cut this off at four seasons. Uh, I would have found a way to tell this story in that time frame. There's a lot of filler, in my opinion, but you know. Can't make money with four. You can't make as much money as you can with six seasons, you know. Oh, gee, Batman! When you it's put it that way. <laughs> okay, I, um, yeah, I need to catch up. But can we do yeah. a pee break before we uh, get to what did you watch? Absolutely. Let me just find a sounder for it, and here we go. You want a pee break? Sir? I, need, I need to pee at least. You guys. Oh, for fuck's sake. I have a suggestion. Can we do a quick pee break? Yes! Have you got the pee break or do I got the pee break? I can do it. You got it or I got it. Here we go. Now, the piss in all the bottles rises high. But nothing hides the sound it makes when it hits your thigh. It'll dry in just no time. Pissing on your thigh. came out of my penis. Pinch cast all night, drinking high life. We are pissing now. 
Chad, you back? I guess not. I guess he's gone. Good of him to uh, leave me here. Let's see. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right. There he is. Excellent. Excellent. Sorry. No problem. All right. Let's do... Uh, some water as well. It's fine. Water. We'll all live. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Uh, you want to do some uh, Would You Watch? Let's do it, man. watch this week chad you watched a lot more than i did so uh why don't we uh let's do let's do the one that we both watched last um why don't you go ahead and uh go through your stuff okay um yeah i've got four four movies this week we've got uh what do you, i mean what, what do you want to start with I, I i'll read them off to you pick we'll do a binge right. views here you you pick what we start oh, with i've got geez. on the count of well, I've got On the Count of Three, I've got Men, I've got the Firestarter remake, and then I think we both have the same doc. So, yeah. what would you like to start with here? Uh, let's 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 see what Zac Efron's Firestarter has to offer. Mm, all right, let's let's fucking see. <laughs> um, okay, so I uh, obviously this is a remake of the nineteen eighty four. Um, Stephen King adaptation that is very I think the only reason that it's even remembered is because it's like Drew Barrymore as a child mm. um, I um, don't think that movie is very good oh, oh, oh. so fun fact about that movie um, the original director was John Carpenter but the thing flopped so hard that the studio took him mm-hmm. off of that movie which is nuts yep. and then he did Christine instead like a year later yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's another Stephen King adaptation what a shame yeah but he actually did the score for this he did the score for this movie though Yes. And uh, I will say, right off the hop, 
fucking just letting it all out. That is the only redeeming quality about this entire movie is the John Carpenter score, which is actually pretty fucking good. But this is, yeah, it's, so the director here is Keith Thomas. He did a horror movie a few years ago called The Vigil. I've actually never seen. I've heard mixed things about that as well. It, um, if you don't know what the story of Firestarter is, you never read the book. It is, um, so there's a secret government agency is doing tests on, um, like high school kids back in the day and they're injecting them with just random drugs and random other things. And Zac Efron is one of those kids and his wife is also one. They, they end up getting married after and they have like psychic abilities and they birth, uh, what is her name in this movie? It is Charlie, uh, played by Ryan Hira Armstrong. And she is even more powerful than either of them. And she can start fires with her mind. And, Mm. So this government agency, they've been kind of off the grid for a while. They've been uh, living without Wi-Fi, living without cell phones because of this exact reason. She has an incident at school that kind of alerts this uh, agency to where her whereabouts is. And they end up uh, hiring a person called Rainbird, who is played by Michael Greyeyes, who also has abilities, and they reactivate him, and he goes on a hunt down for her. And... Yeah, the rest of this movie is them on the run from this uh, organization. This movie fucking sucks, man. I'm not going to fucking uh, <laughs> hold anything back. It is it is complete trash. It is a complete and utter waste of time. It's an hour and 34 minutes, and it, like, it, it should have been a longer movie, but if it was, I would have hated my life even more. Uh it, it just, it just, there's nothing redeeming really about this. It, nothing's inspired. Like, they're, the performances are just all so blah. I don't, Zach mm-hmm. Efron probably needs to talk to his agent and be like, why the fuck did you put me in this movie? It is yeah. going to bomb hard. I think Universal saw this movie and they were like, yeah, okay. So, this is kind of aching back to the 2021 model of day and date. This mm-hmm. is one of the last day and date movies that's going on Peacock as well today, as well as in theaters, but it's going to make probably all of five to seven million this weekend in theaters um the performances are all really bad like they're they're the the girl is pretty brutal she's not a good actress Mm -hmm. i don't know what they were thinking like this is scott teams helped write this screenplay who did uh he also wrote halloween kills evil Uh, dies tonight uh, throwback uh (laughs) yeah it's a blumhouse production dude yeah this is pretty brutal all around i Kurtwood Smith is in this movie. I guess it's probably like a favor um, mm-hmm. because it's in the trailer, but he's literally in one scene. He's like the creator of this organization. And then you never, he's like two minutes. You never see him again. It just feels huh. like really abrupt why he's even in this movie. It, yeah. It's fucking brutal. It's a, it's a fucking two on 10 for me. Oof. Like I, please never watch this. Never waste your time with this. Uh, I mean, I think the original one's not very good either. So I, maybe this is just left to be a book and should not be adapted into any movies because it's brutal, man. It is very, very bad. And uh, please don't ever watch Firestarter. So skip Kurt- that on the binge view scale, if yeah. you can tell. Um, <laughs> Kerwood Smith popped up in, fuck, I don't remember if it was The Dropout or We Crashed, but he popped up in one of them. Um, so I wonder if, like, you know, he was at a studio and somebody was like, hey, you want to make another hundred grand? Come over here for a couple minutes and, you know. That kind of thing. Just sort of happened to catch him on the lot one week, and then uh, you know he goes back to his comf- comfy—I uh, don't know—semi-retirement or whatever. So, 
Yeah, is it, he, he's doing the That 90s Show reboot, right, I think? He's, he's starring in that for Netflix. Yeah, he's back as Red. Yeah, well, uh, yeah just, just, just don't waste your time, please, with Firestarter. It's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, let's do On the Count of Three next. Uh, okay. That is Gerard Carmichael's directorial debut. This uh, debuted at Sundance this year. Um, do you know really anything about this at all? I know he directed it... Um... And I heard that the premise was that maybe these two guys decide they're going to kill themselves or something. <laughs> yeah, so it's technically taking place on their last day on Earth. They, uh, okay. their best friends, uh, Christopher Abbott, who is from Piercing and Possessor and uh, Girls back in the day, really good actor. I like him quite a bit. Uh, he's his best friend, who's in a uh, he's in a psych ward because he tried to off himself earlier in the week. But uh, yeah, Gerard Carmichael is also he's at his work he's very unhappy with his life he tries to commit suicide in a bathroom earlier in the film and then uh ends up going to this psych ward and breaks his friend out and they decide that they're going to kill each other and that's going to be their last day so they're going to do like one last day of like kind of tying up loose ends and figuring shit out Hmm. uh decent decent premise here um I don't know really how I feel about this movie. I, I I watched it actually earlier today, and it's very short. It's like an hour and twenty minutes, honestly. My dog's fucking scratching his ears over here. Um, <laughs> it um the, the the performances are pretty good here. The it, it's it's just necessarily like I'm I'm really just I, I've been trying to stew on this and kind of what my thoughts are on it. Uh, hmm. This is not a bad movie by any means, and for a first-time director, I mean, I don't think he wrote the screenplay for this. It just, it just feels kind of, uh, kind of bland, honestly. Like okay. for a movie about like suicide and like obviously very heavy topics, there it, it just doesn't really go anywhere necessarily. Um, mm. Henry Winkler is also in this. Tiffany Haddish, J.B. Smoove, Lavelle Crawford. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't recommend this. I, I just don't think it's that great. Um, I don't know. Do you have any th- any any questions about this at all? I don't. I don't. Not not really. I mean, it. it I, I look. I don't. I don't know Gerard Carmichael from anybody. Like I know the name. Uh, I True. I couldn't. Was it was he an SNL cast member or something, or is he just a comedian? No. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's he had the okay. Carmichael show on NBC back in the day. He's he's actually yeah. I like his stand up quite a bit. Um, okay. He's a, he's from like Neighbors and stuff back in, okay. uh, a couple years ago. All right, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, I just I don't have any connection to this movie at all. Um, I found out that it existed earlier this morning when I was looking to see like what what came out this week. Um, had no yeah. idea about this movie other than that. Um, I may have yeah. watched this anonymously. I may have watched it anonymously. Oh, interesting. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't have. Uh, yeah, it just nothing about it interested me. So no. I it just sure. didn't yeah, have I, a reason I, to turn it on. I feel like that's probably going to be the case with most people. There's there's nothing really here that's going to pull you in. I mean, it's it's a fucking heavy topic, of course. There's fucking, you know, these guys are very depressed and very mm. unhappy with their lives and is trying to figure shit out. Uh, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but it just it I don't know. It it just kind of ends abruptly and it it doesn't really go anywhere for me. So I'm uh, I'd probably give this like a 6 on 10. Uh, overall, okay. I mean, the, the performances are pretty good, and it's definitely like an hour and twenty minutes, which is I can appreciate for a movie. But sure. yeah, I, I can't recommend it for uh, 
everybody. So, all right, yeah, all right. it's kind of meh, meh at the end. Left kind of bland. Got and it. then, all right, let's get to fucking men. Yeah. yeah Alex Garland. Mm. So, I know, we, I know you're a big Alex Garland fan, right? Big Axe. I am. Uh, I am. Yeah. yeah I think I've, I've lo- either liked or loved everything he's made so far. Yeah, man, he just fucking wrote 28 Days Later and fucking Devs. It was a great yeah. TV show from 2020. I love that. Yep. Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years by yep. far. I fucking love that movie. And I really like the Annihilation was actually my favorite movie of 2018, which is, uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't like that movie, but I fucking it just hit all the right notes. Yeah. Come back to the, the, the opening, Alex. Um, so, yeah, this is his next feature here. Uh, this is, um, we've got... Uh, Jesse, very small cast. Like there, there's all of like four or five people in this entire movie. Jesse Buckley is playing Harper. Rory Kinnear as Jeffrey, uh, and then I mean they're legit in pretty much ninety eight percent of the scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Jesse Buckley is a widow who watches her husband kill himself. Uh, this is in the trailer. I'm not spoiling. Yep. And so she is like kind of going on a just just wants to get away and she goes to this uh leaves in this like england uh townhouse and just wants to take a vacation for a week or two and just kind of decompress and and figure shit out and when she gets there she's met by um one of the many characters rory kinnear plays in this movie and he shows around the estate and she starts uh she goes on some walks and starts seeing some figures in the woods. And uh, from there, it kind of just devolves. I think the less you know about this movie, the better. I'm not going to get too much into the plot. Okay. Um, and that's really all I want to say because, yeah, I think the second trailer I watched after, and it, it does give quite a bit away, so I don't I don't, okay. I don't want to fucking spoil that for you. But I will say this is my least favorite of Alex Garland's three directorial features. Okay. Um, the performances here are fucking top notch. Buckley, I think, is fantastic. She's amazing in really everything. And yeah. Kinnear, he's playing like twenty different roles here, and he really knows the assignment, and he's just really, really good. Hmm. The, um, I almost feel like this movie is almost too much on the nose. Okay, there's a lot that deals with you know toxic masculinity and hmm. uh, gender. Uh, it's touching on police. It's touching on religion. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of folk horror here. Uh, okay. And it almost veers into some Lars von Trier type okay. territory, which I'm not a big Lars von Trier fan. Mm. Uh, I will say that the last 20 minutes of this movie, I've never in my life seen uh, the crazy shit that goes on here. It is fucking okay. bonkers. Okay. <laughs> um, some very wild shit goes on. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too really too too spoilery, but yeah. Um, maybe maybe I could ask you some questions that'll uh, you know binge views it a little bit here because I have a feeling that it's the kind of movie that, like you said, we don't we don't want to give anything up. Um, No, no, no. All right. So I had read somewhere that this was that Garland had said this was like his first uh, project in a while that didn't have a sci-fi element to it. Is that true? Is it more of a horror thing? Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's not really any sci-fis here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, when, when you, when you say it's the least of the Alex Garland projects, 
are you is that a just a symptom of the fact that like the other ones are so good or is this a significant step down from his other work Mm, that's a good question. I think the other dude, I I love Ex Machina and Annihilation. So mm. for me, this was a bit of a step down. I mean, okay. it's going to be very divisive, man. I think I think a lot of people are going to hate this movie, like uh, very much. So I watched this with two other people, and both of them hated it. Like they okay. really hated it. Okay, uh, I was pretty indifferent. I I liked majority of it, but yeah, I I still probably lean more positive than negative for it. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely understand why people don't will not like this and uh, have uh, have negative opinions about it for sure because it is uh, it's fucking wild and like I said those last twenty minutes are real bad shit real bad shit crazy. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, okay. Well, uh, um, just for sake of not spoiling anything, why don't we uh, why don't we get a rating on this bad boy? I'm gonna give this a soft seven. Um, okay, I- I'll still recommend it because I mean. I think the performances alone are a reason to watch this. And I mean, he's still, the music is fucking awesome here. Like it, it's really cool. There's yeah. so many cool shots in this movie too, with fucking film nerds. Like we are like, I mean, mm. I can appreciate all, all that shit. It, really creepy imagery. Um, yeah, it definitely delves more. It's way more horror than his other stuff. I mean, the bear and Ox Machina, let's or not Ox Machina, Annihilation's fucking weird and creepy as shit. Mm. There's some other, there's some really weird, creepy imagery in this movie that, it's a little haunting. You're just like, well, it's really fucked up. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely, I lean more positive than negative for this. Of the three, I would go X Machina, Annihilation, and then this. Um, but I still, I still think this is a recommend for me. I, I still like this movie. So yeah, that's kind of nice. where I'm at. So yeah. All right. Cool. And then, uh, cool. yeah, the last one we both watched, right? So yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is a documentary that dropped on Netflix today, I think. Um, called Our Father. Um, you know, there was something about this that just intrigued me. Uh, I, I don't, I can't really tell you why, but um, it's a story, it's a documentary about a fertility doctor that allegedly was doing some improper shit uh, with his patients. Um, to say the least. Yeah. yeah, so this kind of dovetailed nicely with the Under the Banner of Heaven series that I'm watching because while they're not about the same thing there are characters in the show that believe in this fundamentalist bullshit and it was interesting to see this documentary go in that direction uh eventually but Mm. um so let me ask you this question on this doc uh what was your (laughs) this is a funny way to word this (laughs) what was your favorite part of this documentary if you had one um, favorite part. Uh, man, that's a good question. Because right, let, let me give you mine while you're thinking it over. Okay. 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 It happens like four times in this movie, but essentially, this is about a doctor, and this is a true story. So this, you know, we're not spoiling anything for you. But mm-hmm. this doctor artificially inseminated. He, he was he was a fertility doctor. You know, so women would go to him to get pregnant with you know samples or whatever. He essentially would. You know, as the patients are getting ready, go into the next room, mix a batch of his own, and then use that to inseminate the mothers. And they would not know at all until one of them is like, you know, in her 20s or 30s, decides to do an Ancestry.com lookup Mm -hmm. and finds out that she is one of many of this guy's offspring. But my favorite part of this documentary was every 
every once in a while they would cut to one of these talking heads and they'd say like, yeah, and, and he told me there were definitely only no more than 10. And then yeah. it would just cut to black and the, the counter would go up to like 15. Yeah. And then <laughs> the next time it would be like, yeah, there were no more than 20. And the counter goes up to like 38, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible, horrible, but hilarious. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to say like those are my favorite parts because this is pretty fucked up, man. Like it, it is. Yeah, it, it ends up being like ninety plus fucking people at a certain uh, point. Like it's brutal, man. Like yeah, I mean, this guy is like a horror villain in himself, man. He's fucking. It's Friday the Thirteenth, and it's fucking. He's like he's like worse than Jason Voorhees, man. Fucking yeah. Man. And he's like yeah, and he's using scripture and shit, which I know you're not. You didn't grow up religious. That. I fucking did. Uh, this is like, yeah. yeah, just using that shit to justify actions. Like, what a fucking cunt. Like, what a piece yeah. of shit. Like, oh my God. Just the absolute worst. I, I will say the reenactments in the music almost made this real, almost too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it almost felt like way too, like, lifetime TV for me. Yes. Yes. I, I think the story is very interesting, of course. And I, I mean, I didn't know anything about this, of course, but right. it, yeah, it's a very fucked up story, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the filmmakers kind of missed the mark with that aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think the reenact, I think reenactments in anything really can take me out of it. It's almost like really bad kid actors, but yeah, yeah, um, really fucked up story. Really, reenactments are usually rough for me too. You know, I have to say the ones in this didn't bother me as much as as they usually do. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't great, but it, it wasn't it wasn't some of the worst that I've seen. Put it that way, you know. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. At least this was fairly innocuous. I did think it was a weird choice that they had the real people reenacting scenes, though. Like at a certain point, yeah. <laughs> there are like court scenes where you have the actor that's playing the doctor, and then you have the real victims in the courtroom with him reacting to stuff. That was just a weird choice. I, I didn't really get that. Um, yeah, I didn't, yeah. Th- there can also sometimes be stories behind the making of, of stuff like this where, you know, you never know what the, what, what, uh, Netflix paid for the rights to this story to make the documentary, but there could be a situation where this was a way for some of the victims of this to, to actually like get some, some monetary compensation for appearing in a documentary, you know, um, that could be a factor. I, I don't know one way or the other. I didn't bother looking it up, but. Um, but yeah, you know, a true crime story that's different than a lot of other true crime documentaries. I mean, this story is just like disgusting and fucked up on, on a ton of levels. Um, but makes for, uh, I I don't know, a fairly interesting story, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, I don't know. It was kind of, uh. It, it was a Netflix watch. It had all the hallmarks of that. I, I definitely wouldn't see this getting released anywhere else. Um, no. But yeah, crazy story. I never heard of it. I, I think it sort of quenches that true crime uh, thirst that some of us have. You know, um, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a recommendation, but it's like a soft six for me. I mean, I, where, where'd you land? Yeah, I'm, I'm a six as well. I had that written down as well, but. I, the, I thought it was funny this Jacoba, who's like the main talking head in this. She's, I mean, she's like not letting anything. She's on Doctor Phil. Like she's been, <laughs> she's been making her rounds. And I mean, I think it would at the end it said like there's 94 plus cases and counting. So I mean, who mm. fucking knows how many more there are? But it's like, 
Jesus Christ, man. And this guy's well, just walking scot-free, it sounds like, and doing his fucking thing. Well, oh, the other thing, yeah. too, was, like, how fucked up is it that there's a good chance that at some point, like, two people who are siblings have probably dated in this town? Like, oh, that, definitely. That's, like, beyond fucked up. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Like, there's as of like whatever they knew about forty of them. They're like, yeah, they live within a mile of him, and we all live in like twenty five miles of each other. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, pretty fucked up, man. All around, he just he just had no remorse for anything. Like he's just like, what? All the babies were healthy. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I I know, and then and and the whole so just to like give a little bit of background on it too. When they start getting into the idea that him and his wife are likely part of this it's it's not a cult but it's like you know insane christians with like fundamentalist beliefs about you know um like like perpetuating the white race and you know all this other shit it's like dude i just just stop like like, you've got yeah it's so fucking disgusting and stupid and 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 like just using that to fucking push your your agenda yeah that did seem like he's wanting to start an aryan race of people we all have blonde and blue it's like okay all right (laughs) yeah yeah just the worst absolute worst but yeah i've definitely seen a lot better netflix documentaries but this story was definitely i'm I'm glad i know about it now but yeah it's yeah it definitely didn't i don't know it wasn't the best documentary by any means so yeah, it was uh, it was fine. It was fine. The story was compelling enough, but the you know, the the documentary itself, uh, I don't know, could have used a little work. But you know, it's a six. It's it's a it's it's barely a recommendation. So that that is what it is. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. All right, man. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. You have anything else? I got nothing, man. Plowed right. through it all. Well, uh, that's it for this week's binge cast. Thanks for joining us on the free binge. Full binge is coming up next for you Patreon subscribers, so stay tuned. Again, if you are not a subscriber, go to patreon.com slash binge media. Sign up for five bucks a month. You'll get the full binge a day early and all the good stuff that comes along with it. Uh, phone number 708-406-9546. Parksense.com. Use the code binge20. Get yourself 20% off and you can make your uh, room smell like et's butthole so there you go uh anything else manscaped uh is a what is it binged is that binge 20 20 binge 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 20 20. yep binge 20 from manscaped.com you can go and get yourself some uh some freshening materials from there uh this week on binge media we've got better call Saul commentary uh we probably have another commentary dropping at some point and uh yeah also, just while Chad and I are here, I will mention uh, talks have been going back and forth regarding the resurrection of movie homework. Uh, stay tuned for that sometime in, in late June. We're going to put something on the table and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But, yep. uh, but yeah, Can't wait. Absolutely. Not All right. Uh, Chad, thank you for joining me this week. Thank you for joining me last week as well. Very much appreciated and always good time, sir. Absolutely. Always always a great time with you, buddy. All right, man. All right, we're saying peace. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. 
To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge. The binge casts four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge media patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.